You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about uh, all the advice and tips that I could give you if you were just starting out on your coaching journey. And if you're an experienced coach, sometimes it's good to go back to the beginning to see how you can improve your craft. So stay tuned. Hi. I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is... The Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 26 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope you're in for a a treat. You're going to get a great episode. Well, I hope you're going to get a great episode. And you got some episode to get caught up on if you are a regular listener we got another one for you today. I'm hoping you get some value out of today's episode. And for new listeners, for current listeners, do me a favor. You know, just pause this right now. Go rate and review the podcast. Um, if you have listened to it in the past and you like what you hear or you have anything you'd like me to know, a review is great. It allows me to see what's going on and see what you know what you guys are actually feeling. And it also makes me get ranked higher so I can reach more people because at the end of the day, the more people that I can reach, the more we can educate the world and grow our game and you know all that great stuff. So I'd really appreciate a rate and review. Um, it, it would mean a lot to me. And if, if you like, if you're listening and just if you've gotten any value out of this podcast, if I've helped you in any way, the way you can say thank you is by giving me a review wholeheartedly with like just us. That's the, that's the best way that you can say thank you. So let's, um, oh, yo, before we get into the episode, actually, uh, so a little announcement here, uh, January 3rd, so January 3rd, we still got a little bit less, a little under a month away, I'm going to be hosting a free workshop for coaches, coaches, it's going to be a great coaches workshop, if for any of you that were at the efficiency workshop I ran back in October, it was October, right, yeah, I ran a, a workshop on how to be an efficient coach in October, um, this is going to be a different one, but it's going to be great too, it's going to be surrounding offense, so offensive systems, offensive structure, offensive philosophy, really how to plan out your offense, how to be creative, it's going to be great, we're going to start from, you know, the ground all the way up to advance, so I would mark it on your calendar right now, 8 o'clock Eastern time, January 3rd. I have I don't have a link yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. Um, so you can if you want if you want to pre-register or, or just put your name to get make sure you get the notifications. Uh, I, I'll put that in there. But January 3rd, mark it on your calendar. Okay, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a great, great workshop. Okay. So um, let's get into this episode. So I, I I made a poll on my Instagram, or I put out a question. It wasn't a poll, and I asked, you know, what are what are some things coaches want to know uh, that on the pod? And one of the most common things I got were tips for just starting out coaching. If you were just starting your coaching journey uh, into this game of volleyball, what what would you want to know? What are, what are some things I can tell you? Um, and it's a really great question. It got me thinking because. You know, if I could start all over again, what would I do that's differently? And I and I, and I thought of I thought of a lot of things, uh, probably too much for one episode. So I picked my top three or four. And coaches that are experienced that are listening to this, listen, this is going to be good for you too because um, 
even if you are an experienced coach, there's no reason why some of these things won't apply to you because I'll tell you something, it still applies to me today. Things that I'm, I do right now that I wish I did at the beginning and maybe you're not doing some of these things. So it can potentially help you as well. So I want you to really dial in and, and try to embrace anything that I, that I teach you today. And you, know, you could choose whether you want to do it or not. That's entirely up to you. But I think you may find some benefit to it. Now, there are some things they may tie into um, the episode that um, was released last week. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it, uh, I've gotten some great feedback on that episode. Basically, um, the episode is uh, it's episode 25. And it's called How I Went From Last Place to Second Place in One Season. Uh, and, I, and some of the stuff we're going to talk about overlaps just a bit, but, um, but listen to that. It's really good. Uh, I think you'll get some good value out of that one. All right. So, so my very first tip, okay, my very first tip um, from you know, being a new coach, and I don't want to sound mean when I say this, okay? I'm not trying to be mean here. But the first tip is to understand that you need to get over yourself and that you are a lifelong learner of the game. You are a student of the game, okay? We know nothing. We only know what we know, and there's so much more to gain, to learn. One of the biggest mistakes I made when I started out coaching was to think that I knew a lot about the game, and I approached it from that standpoint. And not to say that I didn't want to learn. Of course I wanted to learn, but it was, in. you know what? I was like, you know, I, I, I thought I knew so much that, it maybe hindered me a bit in the way I approach certain things. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to have that mindset like, oh, I know everything. I'm a great coach. I have, I may, maybe you played for so many years. Maybe you played in university, college, varsity. You know, Maybe you played pro. Maybe you did all these things. So you think, oh, I know the game. I'm, I could do this. Listen, biggest mistake. Don't think you know everything. You don't. Believe me. There's a lot to learn about this game. So my first tip is you are a lifelong learner and you're a student of the game. You need to constantly be learning. And I'm going to say something that I say so many times. I might have said this a thousand times and I'm going to say it again because it's so important. All right. Find a mentor. I know you're pro- some of you may be rolling your eyes because I always say this, but this is the single most important thing you can do as a coach is to find a mentor. It is, if you get anything out of today's, uh, today's episode at all, if you want to take one action item out of today's episode, it is to find a mentor. You can pay for a mentor. There are many mentorship programs. I don't care. I shouldn't say many. There are some mentorship programs um, in different, you know, if you're depending on what state you're in or province or wherever you're listening to around the world, I'm, uh, you, may, you may find mentorship programs that you can pay for and get a mentor. I mentor a ton of coaches so if you want me to be your mentor reach out to me on instagram you can reach out to me on instagram brian sing underscore coach b all right i'll i'll uh, i'll send you a dm back and my mentorship my my big uh mentorship program i should say um my group program is called digital volleyball academy and that's my membership where i get to help coaches all around the world so i'm their mentor okay you choose what you want to do um, you can join, you know, what? even like something like this, where you could contact other volleyball coaches in your area and form an accountability group. That's still something 
that means you're you're engaging with volleyball conversation you are learning from each other you're it's like we, we call it a mastermind in the business world where you you know masterminding is this ideal where you have a group of people and you come together a few times whether it's like virtually or you, well because of covid it's virtually now um and you you engage in you know great discussions you share maybe you have workshops that you do together like it's a really really good um thing so you could do something as simple as form an accountability group with coaches where you meet once a month, twice a month, and you share ideas. Well, what did you do this uh, this month? What are some things you're struggling with? What are some things that you thought would, would add value to the conversation, right? And just being engaged with these volleyball conversations are huge. And I, I've said this, and again, I, I've said this a bunch of times where it comes to, you know, when I was a young coach, I when I finally found it, it took me years to find a mentor because I didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. And I got lucky that I found a mentor. And I learned, and I say this all the time, I learned more in three weeks than I did in the previous three years. Just understand the significance of that. The faster you find a mentor, the faster you can progress as a coach and learn because you won't make the same mistakes. You can lean on their experience. You can, you know, you can take your problems to them, get answers right away. You don't have to worry about Googling and YouTubing and wasting time on the internet or messaging in different Facebook groups, having all these different opinions from different people. No, you have a mentor, you get good advice. And you know, I always tell my player, like think about it this way coaches. If your players didn't have you as a coach, how, how well would they be doing, right? They're probably not as good as they would be doing if they had a coach. So think about how you make your team progress and move forward. Well, coaches need coaches as well. Just like your players need you as a coach, you also need a coach. So having a mentor as a coach is someone that can coach you. You can lean on them, ask them questions. They can provide that training for you. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I know I've been talking about this for some time here, but I can't stress enough how much you got to find a mentor. It's so important. Coaches listening to this, it's so important. So, you know, there is that mentorship. And then, I mean, obviously taking courses, you know, I, I would say always take a, at least a course a year if you can. If you're in like, so Digital Volleyball Academy members, they don't need to take courses because I give live training once a month um, in addition to other coaching calls that I do with them. So that's their live training. That's their education, you know, and they get it, they get it once a month, which is way better than taking a, a, like a $100, $200 course every so often when you get, you're paying a monthly membership, you get live training already in addition to other things. So that's that's the service that I like to do, but there's lots of them out there. Um, so that's the first thing. Educate yourself. Always be a student of the game. Lifelong learner. You're always learning. Understand that. Um, another thing I would say, kind of add to that too. One of the cool things I'd say is uh, write things down. Um, you know, when you do a new drill, write it down. Keep a log of all the new drills you do, all your systems, any kind of teaching that you're delivering to your team. Keep a track of it. I wish I did this when I was younger because I'd have a, I'd, I'd be able to sell a book by now if I had, you know, kept track of everything that I've done. I only started doing it late in my career where, you know, if I did a new drill, I wrote it down, I, I documented it. So I have, like, I have like a, I guess it's kind of like a book of, you know, the drills that I do, the lessons that I've learned, the things that I've taught, you know, um, the systems and all that stuff. It's really important you do that because then every year it gets more and more and more and you can always go back to it and see what you did and see what works and what doesn't and it's good. Another thing that I would do too when I first started out coaching is journaling. Journaling is a big thing and journaling is, uh, I mean, everyone has their own opinions on it, but 
I can tell you all the greats do it, where you 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 journal. You just you know you write down your you, you sit down you know once a week or some people do it every morning, but you wonder once and you journal about the week. What went well? What didn't go well? What are your goals for the next week? What do you want to get done? What are you learning about yourself? I mean, huge. Self-reflection to add on to journaling is extremely important, all right? You have to reflect on yourself. You got to take care of yourself, okay? You got to reflect on yourself to see what's going on, and, and, and that way you can grow. Every year, at the end of every year, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of tying into another episode I'm going to be doing down the road, but every year I, um, I reflect after the season. I sit down, and I, I think about my season. I, I look at how we did and what I did and how I can do, what I can do to get better, and you know what I wanted, what my personal goals are going forward to the next season. So it's it's this time where you just sit down and you you get to reflect on your own performance and your own you know mindset going forward. So it's really important. All right. Okay. Another tip for coaches that are just starting out: planning. Plan a program. Okay. So this is this is where I said I don't want to tie in too much to last week's episode, but. You have to plan a program. So sit down at the beginning of the season and figure out how many tournaments do you want to do? How many games? What are the goals that you're you're going to have as a coach for this season? How are you going to map out the training based on practices and strength training and all that stuff? Who is responsible for what if you have coaches? If you have assistant coaches on your staff, who is going to be responsible for what? Mapping it out. Make sure they have a clear understanding of what their job is. Okay? Structure. Planning out how you want to structure your practices. Do you start off with a five-minute warm-up, then go into this, then go into that? Do you start off with development, then wash drills at the end? You know, plan it. I I can't tell you the amount of times where I, I'll walk into a coach's practice or I have a conversation with a coach. I'm saying, what are you doing tomorrow at practice? Or what are you doing today at practice? And like, oh, I'm not sure. We're gonna let's see how many let's see what happens. What do you, what do you mean you're not sure? Like they, they have no idea what they're going to be doing at practicing. They're just kind of walking in there and and winging it, and and you're a coach listening to that. I guarantee you, there's at least a few coaches on here listening to that do that. They don't plan out what they're gonna do beforehand. They kind of go to practice, and they just all right. Today we're gonna pass, or today we're gonna do this, or let's do this. Listen, that's not a recipe for success. You have to plan it because you can't measure what you don't plan. You have to be able to measure how the practice went. You know, was it successful? Was it not? Based on your 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 planning and how, and the execution of that plan and what your what, how your players were able to actually do the drills and and did you get to deliver what you wanted to deliver? You know, like you have to plan the structure of your practices and stuff like that, or it's just not going to be it's not going to be that great. And to add in, um, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I might have experience. Oh man, this is huge. I'm, and I'm actually going to be doing a live training on this uh, next week to my, with my DVA members. But how are you creating an experience for your athletes? That's a big one. So I'm going to refer you guys back to a previous episode. Um, I want to say it's episode 21. Yeah, that's what it is. Episode 21 of the Volleyball by, by Design podcast is called Three Ways to Accelerate Your Coaching. Okay? Listen to that. And I talk about how to create the ultimate experience for your athletes because at the end of the day i personally believe this is my own belief and i and i talk about it, it's called, i call it the coach b framework i teach it inside dva that 70% of our game has nothing to do with the tactical and technical skills of our game which means 30% of our game is technique and volleyball skills and all that stuff and 70% is everything else 70% is the experience how are you creating an amazing experience for your athletes okay and just to give you a couple things a couple ideas like what does your training camp look like 
first of all, do you even have a training camp? How many coaches listen to this? The training camp might be a new ideal, like a completely new concept for you. What's training camp look like? What does film look like? What does a practice look like? What does a game, what does tournaments look like? Do you have a plan for tournaments? So you just say, hey, okay, parents, show up this time. There's a tournament. We have games. This is the schedule done. That's not a plan. That's not an experience. How are you creating an experience for your players? Right. And, and little, like, do you guys have a, um, how, are you doing team excursions? Do you have team dinners? Do you have, do you host film sessions at the coach's house or a player's house? Do you celebrate birthdays on the, on your team? Do you, I, I mean, there's so many things I can, I'm just going off the top of my head here, but I wholeheartedly believe experience. If you do, if you create the ultimate experience for your athletes and then you tie in the, the technical and tactical, that's the success. That's a championships team right there. That's the formula. How are you creating relationships? Huge one. I'm not going to get into it too much today, but huge one. I want you to think about it. How are you creating relationships? Player to player relationship and player to coach relationship. All right, what's that look like? So these are all the things that you got to think about when you're planning a program. I want you to, you know, as a young coach listening to this or experienced coach that, you know, listening to this, I want you to think about how are you planning your program for your overall success of the team. What does your culture look like? I talked about that last week. What kind of culture do you want on your team? Okay, so plan a program. I gave you so many different points here when it comes to planning a program, but it's things that you you definitely gotta consider. And the relationships one is huge too. Like how are you, you know, how, how are you, how are you making those relationships last? Are they enjoying themselves? How are the players interacting with each other? You know, what kind of relationship do you have with your players? All right, let's move on to another one here. Developing players, okay? So this is another big one that I've been getting a lot. How are you developing your players? And it's really important you develop your players, okay? Even at, even at the college level, like we're developing players all the time. So the first thing, um, there's a couple of things I want us to, to focus on. The first thing, and I've said this before, there is a difference between fundamentals and skills, okay? There's a, a, a big difference, a fundamental, is your ability, let's talk about passing, for example, okay? So when we talk about this, this idea of passing, the fundamental is the athlete's ability to create a platform. That's the fundamental. Can they create a platform and angle it to their target? Do they have the ability to do that? That's the fundamental. The skill is can they pass a volleyball? And in order to do that skill, they have to have the fundamentals. And I, I've, I've talked about this story before on the pod, but I, for those of you that didn't hear this, you know, when I, we were co- when I was a young coach, we, were, uh, we had a game and we passed really, really, really bad. We, were, we weren't, yeah, we weren't passing high at all. And I came back to practice and for an hour, all I did was passing drills. You know, like the, you know, the, very, po- the very popular one, we have servers on both sides and passers on both sides and you go. Very popular passing drill. That's what I did for a long time. And guess what happened? They were not improving. And I couldn't figure, I, I figured it out why after, but I couldn't figure out during the time why weren't they improving. And you know why? It's because they didn't have the fundamental to pass. Players were not strong at creating a proper platform. And that's based on technique. That's based on teaching them how to bring their hands together, bring their elbows in, you know, uh, pass, you know, have your platform away from your body. How are you angling? Showing them how to do this. So we, if they can't do that, they're not passing a ball. So we had to take a step back and teach them and do drills to reinforce the fundamentals before we even could then implement a pass from a serve. And once we started doing that and they started understanding how to you know, create that platform and we threw in serving, 
Then we started to see the results increase quite a bit, I might add, because it just it was it was just way better. It was so much better. They just got it. So that is something that um, you have to understand. There's a difference between fundamentals and skills. So developing players is very important. And we have to start with the fundamentals. You have to. Okay. Now, another thing I would say about developing players is don't do something tactically that you can't do technically. So for example, and I made this mistake too. I'll never forget a 17 U biggest mistake when I, uh, years and years ago, this is before my, my four year run with my team. Uh, when I, uh, when I coached this team that we were really small, undersized, and I wanted to run a tempo offense. Now the problem is, I mean, tempo offense is great providing that you can actually do it. The problem was that there was two problems. One, we were a very poor passing team and we could not pass in system. That's a problem if you want to run a tempo offense. And two, my players weren't athletic enough to hit the ball consistently above the top of the tape at a high clip. Like you want to make sure that, you know, the ball, they're contacting the ball well above the top of the tape to run that tempo offense. They couldn't do it. So what ended up happening was the tempo offense was actually slowing our swing down and it was screwing us up. But I was like, no, we have to run. Why? Tempo offense is the offense you want to run at the high level. Universities do it. Pro teams do it. So we should be doing it. Well, unfortunately, no, because we didn't fundamentally have the skills to run that tempo offense. So don't do something tactically that you cannot do technically. Right? We didn't have the technical skills to do that. And I still tried to do it. So don't do that. Don't make that mistake. All right. Um, the last thing I'll add about uh, developing players um, is uh, maybe I'll add two more things. You got to focus on serving and passing. So coaches, you hear this already know this, but I challenge you to focus on it even more. Like I want you to think about it this way. Serving is the one skill that you can do that you have full control over. You don't have full control over passing because the other team's serving. Um, setting does not have full control because they're getting a pass from another player. Hitting has no control because they're getting a set from another player. All right, Blocking, you have no control because you're blocking the other team's attack. Digging, you clearly have no control. You have no control over every over any other skill except for serving because serving, the only person that touches the ball in order to execute that skill is you. And I want you to understand that the power of having a great serve is unbelievable. You could, tur- you could take over a game by having a great serve. Also, and this is something for players, if any players are listening to this, if you, this is the one way you, you are guaranteed playtime, by the way. And, and as a coach, think about this. If the best server, if you have the best serve on the team and you can't, let's say you can't pass, you can't hit, you can't say, you can't do anything else, but you have the best serve on the team, which is when you go into that, when you go on the court, it's almost guaranteed an ace or an out of system ball. Don't you think a coach will play you? Coaches, wouldn't you play that player? Right? You do a serving sub. I don't know, maybe a middle comes back and the middle doesn't have a tough serve. You do a serving sub. Boom. Player comes in, gets, a, gets some nice serves in. So if you have a deadly serve or you have a serve that is um, that can be, you know, that can give your team a significant advantage, uh, you're playing. You are playing. So play, So coaches, think about how significant that is. Focus on serving. Really focus on serving. Don't just do a couple reps here and there or or have them do it during gameplay and you know this like I want you to do it with intent. Okay. Um and I think the last thing I'll talk about, so player development, uh let's talk a couple maybe a couple more things here. So you also want to make sure that 
you're you know you start off slowing and, and and progress up so you really want to focus like again when we talk about passing right we we always want to focus on you know doing the fundamentals first so hitting same thing fundamentals 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 make sure they make sure they can dial it on the fundamentals before we start working on the skill once we have understood and once the players can get used to doing the fundamentals then we progress to skill then we progress to skills involving gameplay and scrimmage situations and stuff like that okay really important so that's what you have to do there's one thing that I that I learned I learned this from a basketball coach actually and he was like we we have to stop focus on training right and training real let me say that again we got to stop focus on training right and training real so there's some and I, I talk about this too when it comes to passing I, I mentioned it on a podcast the other day when I was interviewed by the sideline podcast is the, the ideal that I know we all want to train. Okay, here, here's, a, here's an example for you. When I was learning how to pass, the correct way of how to pass is to be stopped on contact and to make sure that you step in front of the ball so you split it, right? So you make sure, so yeah, that way you can have more control. And I can't imagine training my players to do that. Like, and I want you to think about this. When you watch a, a game, think about a pro volleyball game or a high-level Division One college volleyball game. Think about it. When they're passing the ball, how often are they stopped on contact? Probably not a lot. And if they were, if we were training them to be stopped on contact every time, would it be training maybe right but not real? That is not a real life situation. So I and I can't imagine. I had a libero who OCWA libero, amazing libero. His name is Richard. Richard was unreal, and he came into our program ready to learn and he unfortunately in his first year he wasn't the greatest passer and and Richard knows it but that kid put in so much work my goodness like I, I could I should do a whole episode on on the work ethic of what he did to make his way up to being a definitive no doubt in my mind starting libero and an all-star in his second year he was a league all-star in his second year and he was unreal but I'll, I'll talk about it later anyways the, the important point is is he was, I think he was 5'4". He was, he was short, 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, I, don't, I don't know how tall he is. And he literally, like, to get those hard-driven serves where he had to get his platform behind the ball, he couldn't be stopped. And, if, and in fact, he couldn't still be on the ground. We, and if I had trained Richard to be stopped and on the ground on contact, he would never have been an all-star libero. So we had to have him. Like, he jumped in the air sometimes. And as long as his platform and his angle were behind the ball... That's all that matters, and that's what that's what the, the the training reel is, is when passing. As long as your platform and your angle are behind the ball, that's all that matters. The ball's gonna go where it's gonna go, um, but you have to make sure your platform and your angle are behind the ball. So that's what we focus on with Richard. I didn't care how he did it. I told him to hop. I'm like, yeah, hop off that one leg if that's what you need to do to get your angle and platform behind the ball, and that's what he did. And he was an all star. Right, he if you were to look at him pass he probably didn't do half the stuff that we were taught growing up about being stopped on contact getting your body behind the ball and all the other things you have to train real not necessarily right okay so there's a little bit of a tangent on you for you but that's kind of what i what i really wholeheartedly believe in all right the last thing i'll talk about film uh you know really 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 coaches you got to do film do it young do it when you're just starting out do film with your team do film individually with your players and do film by yourself so you can learn you can understand your team better and they can see what they are doing that they need to improve on and we can have a lot of conversations about it and we can um, you know we can, we can work it that way all right 
So film is definitely important. Um, and okay, I'm sorry, I did say that was my last thing, but here's one more thing. Fun, I should I should have put fun uh, at the top. Make volleyball fun. The reason why kids drop off from the game at an early age is because it's not fun. And I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, coaches. Passing is not fun. Hitting is fun. Passing is boring. Nobody wants to work on their platform. That's not fun. So we have to try to find ways to make it fun. So a lot of mini games, a lot of fun things for especially younger kids. Younger kids want to hit. Let them hit. Let them hit. Let them get. Let them have some fun. And then you tell them, well, you know what? In order to hit, we got to pass, or you'll never get a chance to hit. So you got to have them to make them buy in, make them have fun. Okay, everything you should be doing is having fun, except for certain things. Certain things, certain things got to be more serious. But you got what I'm saying. Um, and that's about it. I'm gonna end it off with there. Uh, all right. And the last, I have, I have here in my notes here. I, I guess I gotta say it is. And this is like a Gordon Ramsay kind of thing. For those of you who know Gordon Ramsay, that the famous chef. Run your team or they will run you, okay? So all of these things I have here, developing players, structure, experience, planning a program, education, mentorship, all stuff, that is enabling you to have the tools to run your team. Run your team or they will run you. Be confident. Believe in yourself, okay? Because if, if, you're, if you're afraid, oh, they're going to smell that fear all over you and it's going to be a tough road for you, I guarantee it. Be confident. Don't be afraid. Be authentic. Go in there. Have some fun with it. And again, just bring as much value as you can. And they're going to respect you and they're going to look. Because at the end of the day, if they're learning and they're getting better, they're going to respect you and they're going to listen to what you're saying. But run your team don't, or, or your team is going to run you, okay? Um, let's end it at that. Let's end it at that. There's a lot of different things here. I touched on things I've, I've mentioned in past episodes, but this is all really tying into you know if you're just starting out and you want to get some tips on what to do this is what it is also if you um if you're an experienced coach this is stuff that i think wholeheartedly are are important as well so maybe i i kind of gave you some ideas here that you can go forward with um yeah how's that for you that was all right i I could you know i could talk about this for so long um but i I, I don't want to keep the episode too long and i have uh i got a really good episode for you guys next week actually where i'm interviewing uh, another pro volleyball player but i won't say too much about it tune in next week next week's gonna be a good one too um so mark on your calendar remember june not june sorry january 3rd is my workshop all right and you know for all of these things that i was talking about today if you um if you resonated with any of these things, right? Let's let's say you you know you, you you liked what I what you heard and you want to learn more. If you want to learn more, if you want to really fast track your growth as a coach and develop a lot faster, so you, so at the end of the day, your players can develop faster and grow. And you really want to create those experiences for them, and you want to change change lives. You know, you want to do all that, and you want someone to guide you. I'd love to get to know you and work with you to help you through this process. Don't go at it alone. Man, when I was a young coach, I went at it alone. Uh, my progress was so slow until I had some help. Everybody needs help. Everyone needs a coach. And I would love to be your coach. And I would love to get to know you and help you, you know, really see results. Get that. Just fast track your growth so you can really affect more change in the players' lives. That's what I'm all about. That's what we're all about, right? We're in the business changing lives. So if this is something you're interested in, shoot me a DM. Uh, Brian Singh underscore Coach B on Instagram. Or you can just join the wait list. For Digital Volleyball Academy, okay, uh, go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. Join the waitlist so you can be first to know when I open doors at Digital Volleyball Academy and welcome you in to really dive into your education and mentorship that I can provide you with. All right, so those are the ways of getting in contact with me. I'll put in the show notes. 
And um, that's it. I hope you got some value out of this episode. Don't forget to rate and review. And I will see you later on another episode next week of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right. Cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.